So hello and welcome to the Generation Gap podcast here on Radio Verulam. I'm Clive Glover and I'm joined as usual by Anna Lofts. Hello, Anna. Hello, Clive. And we've decided to talk about something which is quite serious today, which is privacy. Your privacy, my privacy, everyone's privacy. And how much do we sort of value our privacy? How much are we happy to give away? And do we know what we're giving away in the days of all these social media um, companies particularly? So um, I think we'll start with this. Now, there's been a view for some time that young people like you, Anna, Mm-hmm. are not terribly bothered about your privacy because you quite happily go on to social media and tell people all about all sorts of things you're doing and your friends and all the rest of it. And this means that you're basically putting it out on the internet and realistically people are able to see that from all over the place uh, and you have pictures and things or sort of photos you might put on there. Of course, in some cases, people have some quite embarrassing photos looking back on them when they went out with their friends and got a little bit merry um, one evening and that sort of thing and mm. people falling out of pubs type pictures which is fine perhaps and when you're young you know it's a bit of fun however 10 years later if you're going for a job interview and the people look you up on your facebook profile or whatever and see those pictures they might have a different view of you to the one you might want them to have um so i think that's the sort of thing which as an older person that comes to mind to me but um i don't know if you think about it in those terms Well, I actually do do think about this quite a bit, Um, especially when we're having discussions. It does come up because come up. Sorry. Um, I mean, social media is just a whole different world. It's I think it's just become such a big part of our lives. Um, I mean, generally speaking, but also speaking specifically about my generation. I mean, when I first got social media, there was a lot of chats at school, a lot of talks in assembly about be careful about your privacy um, be careful about what you post. As you said earlier, Clive, this could be brought up in a job interview. You need to be careful about what kind of content you put out there because anyone can see it, anyone can screenshot it, anyone can send it. Um, even though your account might be private, that means that people can still see your photos who you may not realise are following you or just many things and to worry about. But I think you hear it, you think about it, and then the next minute you're just back into the world of social media and you don't really think about it this is from talking from personal perspective I mean it's difficult because there are things on I'm not sure if you've heard of them Clive but on Snapchat for example you have something called like a private story not everyone has one but you make it private in inverted commas it means that only your friends can see it technically obviously if they showed it to a friend they could the other friend can see it but people tend to post more funny things on there and things that maybe they wouldn't want to put on their main story (laughs) there's a whole kind of etiquette and then Instagram there's close friend stories so on Instagram you can um, make a close friend story where only your close friends can see it but obviously they could show it to anyone they could screenshot it I mean on Snapchat you can see if someone screenshotted it on Instagram you can't I mean that might be come into play later uh, sorry they might um add that into the app later on but I mean I do I do worry sometimes and but I try to be I don't post anything that would be I would think would be controversial and I do also think or would put me in kind of jeopardy in the future. I was also doing some research because I was quite interested in the stats. Um, and interestingly, it's kind of contradicts what I was saying. I found this on eMarketer. So it's just one site. But um, this site was saying that only 39% of Gen Z internet users in the US, this is in the US, so it's not specific to the UK, but it's still quite interesting, um, say they trust brands to keep their data safe which is the lowest confidence rate of any generation. 
which is quite interesting, I thought. Um, however, the um, study also found that Gen Z is least concerned about the way companies use its personal information. So I suppose we're more worried about brands than we are about companies um, that kind of overlap. But yeah, it's 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 really tricky because it's, the thing is, at Surface, though, Instagram's just fun. And I actually think Instagram is a really good app. Like I really... I, I might the feeds that I follow it's really interesting for me and like it I can follow fashion I can follow news I can follow um it's like it's just super interesting and keeps you stimulated right I mean the sort of things are I suppose what we perhaps should ask a question of, of ourselves is what things is it about us that we want to keep private and others which we don't really mind I mean I'm thinking right from sort of basics I mean if you meet someone you don't know the first thing you do is introduce yourself by name so Mm. you're telling them what your name is and they will tell you what their name is and obviously no one is going to be particularly bothered about doing that particularly if you're just using your first name for instance but the minute you perhaps give them your surname as well then they are it's more likely that if they were somebody who whatever reason wanted to sort of find out about you would be able to do so and literally by just sort of putting your first and surname on the internet in some way and search for it um, for many people and certainly me don't try it out there folks um, you will find lots of information about me now most of that stuff I've put there myself so I'm not terribly bothered in that sense Um, but I've accepted there are lots of things that people can find out about me for various reasons um but i mean those things are things i as i said i'm quite happy to admit or whatever um but i mean in one instance there is one way of finding out exactly where i live my address which i was a bit shocked by someone managing to tell me um i've lived in the same place for a long time and i think that's partly the reason um but there's other things obviously now um i wouldn't want my health records to be available sort of publicly not because i've got any particular problems i would want to you know, it's just simply, it seems the sort of information which is personal and I'd want to keep personal. And um, so that's one of the sort of things which I would be concerned about. Um, I think the other thing people are worried about is sort of in terms of money. Um, so there's things like um, finding out, you know, being accessed to somebody else's bank account, because clearly it's not just personal information. It's also maybe something you could then interfere with in some way. Um, and that's the sort of thing which I think we expect people to keep really, really, really secret and private and encrypted and all the rest of it. But it keeps coming out that people are, um, you know, suddenly somebody's leaked all the passwords for a particular bank's customers for example that sort of thing or not necessarily a bank but other things travel companies uh, and suddenly all their customers found that their uh, information has been released in some way Mm. and this is quite worrying i think is put it mildly Um, but i don't really see there's very much you can do to prevent it really because you have to put a bit of trust in the companies that you are working with or dealing with in any way and you have to assume that some big company a bank or something like that is is genuinely going to be trying to keep all your information private yeah i've i've actually um i've had a situation about that's kind of been which i still worry about now there was something that was sent to me on instagram and i didn't realize it was kind of like a fake bot thing and i clicked on it can't remember exactly what i didn't put in i filled in some details and that has since had some consequences. I've been, I've had some Amazon parcels sent to me, um, which I haven't ordered because they obviously know my address. 
So that's a bit worrying. I mean, really worrying, to be honest, that that's information out there. And, I've, and I've, I think is there's this whole, like, shame thing, because I feel so ashamed of myself that I was silly enough to, like, believe in the scam. And now I know that it's a scam, but it's a bit too late now. But it's just really difficult because you can trust Instagram. To, you can't, I feel like you can't really trust Instagram or it, to talk about, well, I mean, there's lots of other sites as well, but I'm just because Instagram I use quite a lot. I mean, if there are those scams going around, then how did that even get on there and how did that come about? Like, it just, yeah, it's really, uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm just frustrated at myself for that. It's hard. I know I shouldn't be, but it is quite worrying now because I'm like, that someone knows my address. And now I'm like, if I see like a car coming up and down my road, like multiple times or something, which is obviously a bit suspicious anyway, I, I always worry that like something's going to happen. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think you've touched on one thing, which is an important one here, is that obviously um, there are a lot of instances of people being uh, followed or stalked, particularly, and mainly women being stalked, let's be honest. Um, and obviously famous uh, women. I mean, I noticed the other day there was a, a man who was stopped from going anywhere near Emma Rantakanu because he'd been turning up on her doorstep and literally knocking on the door and wanting to speak to her, that sort of thing. Mm, I heard about that. Um, and this is obviously quite a common thing with well-known women. Um, but there are various ways which obviously people can find out where they live and so on but it's not just that it's actually obviously the the worry as you've just said you know you might think someone is actually following you um and obviously that's not something that would be very uh, satisfactory and obviously quite worrying if you were you were out at night and they're following you in the dark that kind of thing and understandably mm. you'd be very worried um there's several things like that there's one um an article i think which we've shared we've shared recently so we both read it about mm. apple apple air tags yes now these are little things which are like i suppose sort of like a pound coin size things which mm. basically are quite clever technology and they work by um interacting with iPhones and literally every iPhone in the world could possibly be uh, marking the ones which are near it and there's something like one and a half billion iPhones so you know in a country like this you're not never going to go anywhere much without having several iPhones in the proximity and they basically pick up the um, AirTag if you've got one and a report where where you are and you can use an app on the phone which then says where is that air tag so if you've placed it yourself in your car in your laptop bag and so on so in case someone steals it or you lose it you can find it that's perfectly okay that's what they're for but apple pretends to be and i have to say pretends to be really surprised that people are using them for other purposes and particularly for stalking and i read recently of a, a, an actress who suddenly found there was one in her coat pocket and it'd probably been there for some days and someone was obviously tracking her and she had no way of knowing who it was who put it in there um, and this sort of thing. And obviously that is pretty worrying because they're going to be uh, providing a way of people to really know exactly where you are. They can go on a computer and say, oh, look, she's walking along that street now or she's gone into that shop. Um, and that's the sort of thing which is clearly privacy, which is um, not being maintained at all interesting that you brought up the article because i read it too and as you said um and i had some initial thoughts i mean my first kind of thought was air tags are being misused from what their original developers slash creators intend to be used for and as you mentioned that kind of links to the stalking and theft attempts which 
you kind of have to think about where that responsibility lies. Is it the responsibility of Apple, the company, for creating these products in the first place? Or is it the responsibility of the consumer? That's quite an interesting debate. I do think I have too much trust in Apple or any company, really, because I have an Apple phone and I use Apple headphones. Like, it's just... It's difficult when I think when a company becomes so dominant and so big, um, it's easy to kind of have a lot of trust in them because you think everyone's using their products. I don't, I don't know. Not that they're doing anything kind of um, malicious, but I just think sometimes maybe I'm mistrusting the people who are using the products rather than <laughs> the Apple. I'm not sure. It's, it's difficult for me, but um, should I don't know if the product should have even been created in the first place because. It has caused an invasion of people's privacy, but that is, again, down to people misusing it. Um, but on the other hand, Apple's do, Apple does protect our privacy in some ways, which I was reading about. Um, I, wrote, I read that, which is quite interesting, that Apple's privacy protocols exceed those of its competitors. So that's quite reassuring. Well, except some of their competitors aren't, aren't really interested in privacy at all. <laughs> well, yes, I suppose maybe there's not much competition there. Mm. <laughs> but also some a big point that I thought was interesting was that companies need to cooperate by sharing information about how their products being misused I think that could lead to if we're linking it back to privacy that could lead to kind of less invasions of privacy if there's cooperation but I suppose the companies are competing against each other aren't they so I'm not sure if that's really going to occur well yeah. let, let me let me take you to another one which um, you, you yeah. may not be aware of there's a company which is an American company called Clearview and what they do, or what they've done, is they went through the internet and picked up the photographs of every person on the internet they could find. So they went through the whole of Facebook, Instagram, and everything else. And basically, they call it scraping. They basically copied the photos. And obviously, in most cases, like on Facebook, they knew who the photo was of because it's on their, their particular account. Yeah, And they've got a technology which basically recognises someone by their face. It's facial recognition system and so um it's possible and what they've been doing is trying to sell this to police departments particularly saying oh you know you've got this sort of fuzzy cctv camera picture of that guy who broke into this shop and stole something and we can just match it through our system and it'll come up and say he's fred blogs yeah. and they've obviously been quite successful in selling this but um there's been lots of legal challenges to them because obviously they shouldn't be able to have gone into even facebook and so on and, and taken the well they've basically stolen all the images from those things and it in america it's probably illegal but n not necessarily i mean they've been basically it doesn't matter whether it's legal or not they've been able to do it and create this product which now has got you know hundreds of millions of people's faces on it which they've linked up to the names of people and so you could imagine that you could literally find yourself in a situation that you walk into a shop or you're walking along a high street somewhere maybe and particularly in shopping center and the cctv camera there is actually registering you know you they know who you are because they match you and then you've gone into a shop and you've bought something and so then there's the till receipts or the computer for that particular business knows you went in there and you bought something and that matches up with the fact you walked in through the entrance and was spotted by the cameras and so there's effectively a way of tracking you everything you did everything you went and if you were with somebody else they'd also um, done the visual recognition and the person you were with they'd also know who that was 
And maybe they'd link up and say, oh, yes, and also you phoned that person just beforehand and all the rest of it. So the possibility is there of matching all these things together and really knowing where you've been every minute of the day. That is something which I don't think you would really think would be very likely. And obviously, Mm -hmm. it's fairly unlikely they're doing that unless you're a suspect or something quite serious. That's what I was thinking, yeah. Um, What would be their motivation? The thing is that they may want to do that in a shopping centre, say, for everybody, because one or two people who come in that day or that week may be the ones who then subsequently stole something or broke into somewhere or whatever. So they'd have to sift through all the people who came through to find them. But the point about it is that, you know, they, they can do that. They can deal with those large numbers of, of people and data about each person. And it starts building up into a, a sort of situation where you, you imagine it's being like in, in China, where they do this anyway, where they've got half the population of China. They've got their facial recognition system. And if you walk along the main street or somewhere in, in China, um, you are being tracked. They are doing that. And they've got your car number as well. When you drive along the motorway, it, it picks up your um, car number plate and so on as well and puts that all into a file about you effectively. Part of me feels like, why should we be careful when <laughs> when people can just track you anyway? But I also want what I was going to, going to say earlier was that mo- a lot of my generation is on Instagram, is on Snapchat. A lot of people post photos like, Surely if you don't post anything compromising, it doesn't actually, it's not very detrimental because job um, companies know that people have things on their Instagram. I also think as well, maybe there needs to be new legislation on this. Maybe there needs to be a lot more legislation on privacy because maybe there's not enough. I don't know. I'm not sure what the legislation currently is like, though. All those sanctions on companies. There's certainly an attempt to sort of tighten up things in this country. But the trouble is, of course, most of the companies involved are not British companies. And so they're, yeah. they, they, um, it's difficult to enforce anything. Obviously, you theoretically can enforce laws in this country. But if all the computer systems and so on you're using, I mean, you know, they're all around the world in different countries. And when you post a picture onto Instagram, you have absolutely no idea which which computer where in the world it's actually being stored on but most likely it's going to be stored in somewhere in the US for example and so different laws apply to it and that's sort of real complicated things we have because the internet is obviously worldwide yeah it is Um, the world wide web (laughs) exactly and I was going to say snapchat one of the things I, I don't use snapchat but I have seen it and obviously people show me various things on it one of the things I found a bit shocking was actually um somebody showed me that um her friends or there was a a number of people i don't know how many people say a dozen people she'd given access to them so they could track where she is yeah yeah, she she could do it the other way around and track them and she said look here are look so and so he's in this shop you know so and so else is is walking along the street here and somebody else is driving somewhere um, and all these sort of things and i thought gosh I mean, okay, they're personal friends and people you presumably do trust and so on. But nevertheless, all that information is not just available to you. It's obviously going through Snapchat in some way. And it seemed to me pretty much, um, you know, I was quite shocked that you could do that so easily. I'm on Snapchat, but I never share my location because firstly, on a social level, it's very like, it's quite a big thing amongst my, my age group, or maybe amongst other age groups as well. Say if you're talking to someone and they haven't replied to you, like on a social level, that people will look at where you are, like, oh, she was seen last, because it says seen, and then the time ago, so it's like seen five minutes ago, and you sent them a message 15 minutes ago, and they're like, why haven't you replied, and like, just causes tension, but also 
on a that's kind of a minimal kind of consequence but yeah it's I find it baffling like why I mean but if you're posting something like at a pub and you tag the location people know you're there like it's not just snap that it's called snap maps like but yeah I, I don't get it I don't get why people would have their map their map on I don't really understand that but I mean yeah I just yeah but then again I've probably I definitely probably posted something when I'm out like it and tag the location and people know where I am and then if you're away on holiday and you post something people know that your house is empty and if they know where you live like it's you I just don't think about it enough I'm so used to using social media I don't think about the consequences enough and that's why conversations like this do wake me up a bit but it's just quite it's quite worrying part of me is like I just want to be radical and delete all my social media but then at the same time, there this is kind of a different debate, but there are a lot of positives about social media that I think maybe can be overlooked sometimes. Well, also, you find it very, very hard to delete your social media. You can certainly, you no, know, you can certainly turn it off, but physically, it's all still there in some way. They ne- they never actually delete it. I think. I mean, I think in the early days of using Facebook, one of the things about holidays was that people say, "Oh, here we are in Spain, in our villa. We're going to be here for the next two weeks." And then um, people would actually go and sort of, um, b- before you had the social media, people would perhaps meet an, a family on holiday and then tip off someone back in the UK who it was and where they lived and they would go and rob the house. And nowadays it would be much easier simply because they've got the photos there on Instagram of them laying on the beach and with the blue sea in front of them and saying that they're there for the next week or whatever. And um, that's certainly the case that then you could say oh i know who they are and where they live and uh, yes as you say so perhaps you know go and uh, rob the house it's pretty much an invitation to do so i'm afraid these days i know it really is (laughs) i feel quite i get quite kind of depressed about it really okay but look also i know you're you're quite fit do you go out you go out jogging do you do you um, I do cycling and walking at the moment, but I have previously done running. Have you got a, a, a Fitbit or some such watch like that? that, that yeah, you know, I do have t- a Fitbit. Okay, you realise that that's also mapping where you are and where you've gone. So if you yeah. go to the right part of it somewhere, you'll find a map that shows exactly where you cycled that day. And uh, Google Maps does that as well. If you you um, but it can it. be helpful though. It's quite interesting to look back on, but. Mm, it's like um share my location on apple which is to do with apple air tags as well if you share your location with people then they they can also know where you are like i know quite a few families who have um apps where they all know where each other are well yeah and again you can see that that's actually a quite positive thing if you think oh my oh my goodness you know she's an hour late why hasn't she come home where is she that kind of thing which obviously is a as a parent is a regular sort of recurrence you think yes so that's that's the problem it's a two-edged sword but you know what we're talking about is there's obviously positive things you can do and use this technology but you have to recognize that there's other people who have a less positive attitude and you know take advantage of it in some way i think i agree and i also think that um one statement that kind of encompasses how I feel is that um, I, in the article that we both read, there was a um, gentleman called Petros Strathopoulos. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. But um, he was saying how we don't have the same instincts for avoiding potentially dangerous virtual scenarios as we do in real life. And I think that's really kind of central to this debate because in real life, we have a lot more kind of stranger danger fears, fight or flight fears, 
um in the dark we don't I, I personally don't like walking home on my own in the dark I feel fearful but online it it just feels like you're behind the screen you feel safer because you're physically in maybe a safe location and you're online it's, it is like a whole different world online I always think about this how social media like you it's like you get sucked into it and then you come back out again like you hit back into reality it's just it's quite it's very in like it I was actually watching this documentary called The Instagram Effect, and that's very interesting. I would recommend it. It's kind of about how Instagram's developed and the way it interviews a lot of people. It includes interviews from a lot of people who work for Instagram when it was first developing as a company. Um, and it's really interesting because it kind of talks about the features of Instagram and why those decisions were made. And I haven't finished the documentary yet, but um, I'm sure it will be interest more interesting things to come. But... I think it's just about being aware isn't it I think it's about like anything it's about being educated on the topic which is why I think it's good to do this podcast and I will share this podcast because I think it's quite good to think about this amongst my age group and I'm not saying I, I know everything because I really don't really don't at all <laughs> I don't understand everything but yeah it's just it's it's an important topic and it's very current as well I think it's like I watch quite a lot of those sort of Scandinavian um detective movies and, and tv series and it's always amusing to me that every time there's something going on someone says uh, you know you get, they get a phone call saying oh i've got some information for you come and meet me tonight and they always meet at midnight in some sort of dodgy docklands or some warehouse <laughs> or something like that yeah and in, invariably the person they've gone to meet has then been murdered um but i mean it's just this sort of strange thing now you know if someone says to you um hey anna like to meet up how about you know one o'clock in the morning in industrial estate somewhere or other you're not going to say oh yeah great no problem you're going to think why on earth would they want to meet me at that time of day and in that sort of place mm. But in on as you say on the internet, you know you're not really aware of that place that you're you're being invited to go to because it's all virtual. Yeah. But they're they're inviting you to go into this particular um, room for a chat or whatever it is online, and and um, as you say, you don't really have the same sort of antenna for the the situation. Exactly, and it is interesting how um, people in person say if you are talking to someone and they ask you a lot of questions and you feel like you're giving a lot of information away. Like that, that feels quite um, intrusive. But then if online and someone's asking you those questions, I don't sometimes feel, as, or maybe I feel more, I'm not sure if I feel more or less, but sometimes I find that less intrusive when it's exactly the same. So I think it's about applying the same principles to both. But also people, I mean, this is a bit of just a quick comment and it, it kind of delves into a different topic, but people do like to present and I'm definitely guilty of it. I even like thought the other day that, um people do like present present their best selves on social media and also maybe someone's a different version of themselves but I think now as well um people tend to be more honest on social media and you see quite a lot of celebrities kind of opening up and and that's quite interesting but I think if you're a celebrity it doesn't really matter but then if I think if you're someone who is not very well known maybe that's matters more maybe it's the other way around People tend to open up on their Instagram captions about maybe their mental health or their struggles with something. And it's it's interesting how that's maybe become more open. It's kind of a question is what's the difference between being open and being and like respecting your own privacy? And yeah. I struggle with that a lot because I'm quite an open person and I do find it hard. So I think sometimes I do give away a bit too much because I'm like to be honest, but you have to be a bit careful and I'm not very good at that. Yeah. One of the things I was going to say was Instagram. I did see uh, an article once uh, 
probably a couple of years ago now. It was about a particular sort of Instagram celebrity. I can't remember who it was. Um, but she basically um, was getting famous for sort of, obviously, uh, she was a, like a model. And so she had the latest outfits and all was always by a swimming pool in some exotic looking house or palm mm-hmm. trees, the rest of it. Um, but she took the photos like she was taking them herself, you know, with a mirror type, you know, very standard sort of picture. But in reality, she had a film crew of like three or four people with lighting man and all the other sort of stuff. Um, and it was obviously a professional photo shoot, which is why it looked pretty good um but you know it was an impression i've just snapped this in my sort of mirror and it's just not true and this is the sort of image um, a thing which i think people haven't quite got you say oh why can't i look like so and so well you know the reason is you haven't got hundred thousand pound film crew with you i know it's all fake (laughs) well yeah that's apart from all the filtering and all the other things that go on (laughs) yeah Let's face it, like Instagram is just about the highlights a lot of the time. Well, and it's also showing off to your friends or everybody who's watching that, oh, look, I'm in this exotic um, location for my holiday or I've just done this or I've just met this famous person. It can cause so many, yeah, it can cause just so many issues. I mean, especially in younger years, I have definitely noticed that. But it's interesting because I really like photography and I like showing photos that I think are nice. And also I like... I like sharing photos of my friends that I think they look nice in. <laughs> so I some of me as well, me and of myself. But I don't know. I don't know why. I struggle with the fact that I. why do I need to feel the need to post? Why can't I just keep that private and just share it amongst my friends? Like, I don't know why. It is isn't. It is quite addictive. And like, I'm quite active on social media. And sometimes I struggle with that as well because I wish that I was less so. Um, but a lot of the time I post, I like repost like I'll repost something that I find interesting because I want to share it because I want to share it with other people. I want them to see it. But then I realize people know what I've been looking at and they know what I'm interested in. And like, oh, it just, it's such a contradiction for me. Well, no, it's absolutely the case. There's a phrase I came across, which is called data points. I never really got it. But if you if you're looking at someone like Google, they'll talk about data points. And basically, every single thing you've ever done on Google is basically been registered and uh, registered against you. So every sort of query you put into Google, every web page you've looked at every photo you've looked at and all the rest of it is tracked and one of the things which um is something that's been coming out is that facebook in particular and therefore instagram and and obviously whatsapp as well they basically track you everywhere even if you're not even signed up as a member to them this is one of the things because if you um somehow mention somebody or uh, a friend of yours or somehow put a photo of them on there and facebook doesn't know who they are they open up a sort of file on that non person they don't know yeah. and then later on they find some information about them from somebody else and put it all together so they've mm. effectively got a file on everybody in the world or all the two and a half billion people who have got an account as well as hundreds of millions probably who haven't got an account but who they've they know of through somebody else there was a big documentary on this, actually. Um, I think it might have been on Netflix that was really interesting, like, about data. And it was, like, so scary. <laughs> it was so interesting, but so scary as well. Well, it means that, realistically, um, these companies have effectively got of sort of information or knowledge of your existence. And pretty much everybody in the world, you know, obviously in the, the world where we have computers and electricity there's probably some people in countries where they obviously don't have 
that. But even in, in sort of large parts of Africa now, they've got internet through um, mobile phones even yeah. when they haven't even got the other systems. And mm. um, so they're all joining up on this sort of thing. And, you know, effectively, these big companies would be able, if they wanted to, to find it, pretty much everybody in the world. And, and they've got details of nearly everyone in the world on their system. The thing I was going to say was that because, you know, you've grown up into this and yeah. you've you've put your mark on the um internet you know onto interweb i was going to say um onto the internet and um, this is the generation gap after all <laughs> yeah basically basically that's going to follow you through your whole life there's no question it isn't and supposing in 20 years time or 30 years time you're a celebrity or well known in some particular field um it's all there and someone's going to research it and someone's going to be able to find out about things. Now, you, you may say, well, it doesn't matter because I haven't got anything to hide, as it were, and I'm sure that's the case. But nevertheless, there's, there's always the option they're going to be able to find something or other. You know, you've got a parking ticket or something like that. Mm. You know? um, and I think that's the, the real issue that, you know, in, in your future, um, people will actually have all the information about you going back to, you know, being... 12 years old or whatever it is when you may have first started to make a little mark in some way i know i'm like do i want that <laughs> well the thing is that's the point you probably can't do it unless you, you become a hermit and you get off all social media and everything and, and switch the electricity off and go and live on top of a mountain somewhere yeah <laughs> um yeah okay so i think it's time to wrap up so what we've been doing is talking around the subject of privacy or privacy. We, we called it both, I think, during the course of the program. Mm, um, and I know it is very hard to get one way or the other. Um, and we've really sort of, I think we only just touched the surface, to be honest, because obviously oh, yeah. everything you do or everything you say and so on is all basically out there in some way. Well, this podcast is giving information away about us. <laughs> Well, exactly. And we've avoided, I, I haven't given out your address or your telephone number in the podcast. I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> but, but I mean, that, that is something which you, you know, probably you're quite happy to give someone, you know, who is a friend or, or some contact of some kind, your phone number, for example. Mm. Now, immediately you've got your phone number. Um, they can send you WhatsApps. They can, um, you know, text you, obviously, as well as phone you. And potentially they could track you in some ways. So this is the sort of thing which you, you don't think about perhaps at that time. And it's really one of those things which is something you need to think about, isn't it? Hmm. Um, no, I think this is hopefully going to leave people with some food for thought. Yeah, OK. Anyway, so thanks for that, Anna. It's been interesting to talk. I think we probably could have extended this about two or three hours longer if we wanted to because of all the issues yes. we've raised here. But perhaps we'll come back to it another time. Um, yes. anyway, anyway, so thank you for listening. This is the Generation Gap show here on Radio Verulam. And um, you've been listening to me, Clive, and her, Anna. And we've been talking about privacy or privacy, depending which what part of the Atlantic you want, live in. Um, and <laughs> you can listen to um, other podcasts from Radio Verulam and other podcasts from Generation Gap on radioverulam.com. And uh, you can also find all the podcasts on people like actually apple we've been talking about as well as spotify google and everywhere everywhere else you can get your podcast from so do um join us again and thank you for listening bye bye <laughs>